Miss Fitz. Hey, Miss Fitz. We are recording for Wednesday, April 1st. Oh, April 1st. Oh, wow. we should have planned something April Fool's Day. Yeah, I guess we got other things on our mind, don't we? Yeah, it seems like a particularly mean day for tricks. I think we should turn it upside down and April Fool's Day, everyone should just be extra nice. Oh, I like it. Like, like hug each other more. Yep. The people that the people that you can hug. Yes. I, oh yeah, good point. I think if someone tried to play a trick on me right now, I'd just be like, "Why? Why are you doing that?" Stop. Yeah. But we do have some fun uh, resources to share today. So that's we cool. do. Yes. You want to start by giving our our riddle answer? Yes. You see me once in June, twice in November, but not at all in May. What am I? And I have been able to devote no brain power to this, so I have no answer. I was wondering if you would have an answer. But so once in June, twice in November, but not at all in May, the letter E. Oh. So good, right? That is. That is. At the end of June and twice in November. I love riddles like that where you think it's going to be one thing and then it's another thing. So good. Yep. Yep. So I didn't get any responses on that one. So I wonder if anybody had any guesses. She stumped them. Did oh I'm getting good. <laughs> You're the riddle meister, but you know I just I just speak them. <laughs> <laughs> Which speaking of, I have a, a good joke today. Okay, I'm very proud of this one. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't the pony sing a lullaby? I don't know why couldn't the pony sing a lullaby. Because she was a little horse. Yeah. <laughs> that yep. was a real laugh. Yep, it was. Yes. <gasps> oh, okay. Now, now that I know how good it feels to get a real laugh from you on a joke, I'm going to have to step up my game every day. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Pressure is on. I see you've got some good news. I do. So I, do you, did you go with us on the tour of Osh Shoes? I did. And it was so awesome. Yeah. So this is a local entrepreneur, Dr. Casey Kerrigan, she started this shoe company because she did all this research about how walking and running and our feet actually work and what is better for our soles or the bottom of our feet than Mm -hmm. um, things that we might be wearing now. She just was so passionate about this, but getting into the shoe industry, I'm guessing is a little tough. There's a lot of people there, a lot Mm -hmm. of companies there. And so she just decided to start making them herself. And when we went, she had all this equipment, including tons of 3D printers. It was an amazing spread of 3D printers. It was, yeah. I remember going, we took a, a field trip and the kids, they were so into the 3D printers. And these printers, instead of having, well, it was filament, but it was like little balls of filament. I have and never it was seen like that before. Squishy, because the secret to her shoes is that they spring you back up. That's right. Which is supposed to be good for your back. I remember that. That's right. And lots of other, you know, manufacturing equipment. And I guess, you know, I just didn't realize how much um, the United States does not do manufacturing anymore and has really ceded that to other countries. And so Mm. she's really had to create this space and create the tools. Like she's, you know, practically building these 3D printers. And I went back to visit, I don't know, within the last year or so, and she had got this industrial sewing machine to sew like cool the upper part of the shoes but again nobody like there was nobody anymore in the United States who knew who knew how to operate these machines and so like instructions were other languages and having to figure that out anyway the way I bring her up is because she is now uh, converting a lot of her uh, machines to create these N95 respirators 
which are very hard to get a hold of in the time of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's really cool that she's able to, because she has, you know, these 3D printers and there's not a lot of them in the United States. In fact, I've been getting calls of, hey, do you have a 3D printer at your school? Could you do this? I'm like, I don't think you want anything printed from our 3D printers. I've been Googling. I was like, we have access to 3D printers. Can we help? But I do think they need professional grade, really reliable. Like we have the basic 3D printers that I, and honestly, our students are better at printing on them than I am. But I I spent some time Googling that and I was like, well, I I don't think anything we make, (laughs) I came to the same conclusion. I don't think I would, I would be comfortable with that, uh, being responsible for someone's life. But that is so cool that she's using her gear in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my good news. Wow. Um, my good news is not nearly as noble. Um, <laughs> we have been trying to support a local business by getting takeout once a week, which is funny. That's way more often than we normally go out to eat. So our <laughs> restaurant support has actually increased. Last night we got sushi from Now and Zen, which is a place that Misfit and I have actually frequented together back in the day where you could go to restaurants. And um, so we got to eat at our kitchen table, like in sweatpants, just big, beautiful amounts of sushi last night. And it was a really nice day and walking and sushi. And it, it was a nice highlight. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, it's nice not only to be able to not have to cook and, you know, but also to be able to support businesses. I mean, this is actually just a pretty low barrier way that we can all make a difference. The resource I'm sharing is actually a resource I shared with, I think, second, third, and fourth graders, but I've done this with middle schoolers and up, but it's an unplugged activity called My Robotic Friend. And basically all you need are paper or plastic cups and pen and pencil and I've provided a symbol key and the instructions. And what you do is you're going to code uh, some instructions and give it to your robot, which is you know a family member or somebody else in the house. And there are robots, so they don't know anything else except exactly what you put on the code that you give to them. And from that code, they're going to try to stack cups in the pattern that you had imagined that they would do it in. And it often ends very humorously because it turns out (laughs) when you're a robot and you don't know anything else, you can only do exactly what instructions are given to you. Mm -hmm. This activity is unique because it's just as fun to be the robot as it is to be the person giving the directions. I feel like normally you're waiting your turn to do the fun part, but both parts are really fun. I, I love when it ends disastrously, but I also love when it ends with a victory. So like there's no downside to the robotic. I've done it with groups of all ages as well and have played both roles and it's just, it's fun and it's silly. And you can tell a kid computers don't speak English. It, you can't give it directions that way, but this pushes them to really understand that and to see it. Like your computer's not broken. It's not that it's not listening. It just only speaks one language. Right, right. It's a really good way to show that. Yep. And what's your resource? I want to show a YouTube channel that's been put together specifically uh, for school closures. It's called Authors Everywhere. And just like it sounds, it's tons of authors from lots of different places all coming together to offer resources to kids who might be missing writing workshop or read-alouds. So lots of different authors, some students will recognize. I'm sure there will some that will be new to you. And they've broken the channel into different sections. You can get book talks, activities, writing workshops. So it's really valuable opportunity for kids to hear from successful children's authors about 
how to write better and where their stories come from and to hear them reading aloud their own stories, the kind of things that you normally get through author visits, you can get online on this YouTube channel. So any aspiring writers or anyone who's really missing RLA class, you can peruse this Authors Everywhere YouTube channel linked on our resource page and get a little extra literary goodness in your life. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. There's just so many great resources out there. I love People are being so generous with their time and with their talents, yeah. which has got to be hard when you get paid for your time and your talents. But I, I love seeing the ways that people are stepping up to help and to provide. And this is one of those cool examples. Great. So I think our challenge this uh, today is going to be related to the My Robotic Friend activity. So what we'd just love to see is pictures of the, you know, the robot in action or yeah. the, you know, the stacks of cups that got, or the crashing of cups or <laughs> bonus points if you get the yeah, crashing <laughs> or even a picture of the code that you gave your robots just anything related to the activity we would love to see yeah and I, if you dress like a robot while you're doing it Ooh. i promise i will feature you on the instagram nice it's not nice. a promise i make lightly but i, I will do that <laughs> And one extra resource for you today, my, for my, my readers, let me know that they were really missing chapter book read-alouds. And I don't know that every teacher has the time to record chapter book read-alouds right now. So for my third and fourth graders last week, I started recording read-aloud uh, chapter by chapter of a novel called The Last of the Really Great Wang Doodles. And I'm going to share those links in case anyone outside of our school community is looking to share a novel together. The Last of the Really Great Wang Doodles is a book that was published actually in 1974, but it is one of those great books that stands the test of time. It's just as awesome today. It's kind of like the Chronicles of Narnia, but with a little bit of Harry Potter and Willy Wonka and like science and cloning. <laughs> I don't know how better to describe it. It was one of my favorite books as a kid and I've never gotten to share it with a class. Oh, fun. So it was like, well, now's the time. I can yep. do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you're sharing the, a resource you shared, the robotic friend. My robotic friend is actually a resource I shared this week at school. So I'm hoping our school friends will join in and inspire others with their activities, but might as well be sharing these resources um, yeah. with everybody. I'm proud. Our school is working really hard on distance learning. Honestly, sometimes too hard. It can be a little <laughs> overwhelming, but I'm thankful to be able to share those resources as we get them together so other people can use them as well. All right. Ooh, we're doing good on time. Yes. Let me share the riddle. Ooh. Which is heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? Hmm. Which is heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? I think I know this one. <laughs> I will be honest and say that this one got me when I oh, first, uh, yeah, I didn't, I was like, I know the answer to this. Wait, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Happy April Fool's Day. Be kind to everyone. Yes, please be yes. kind. <laughs> and we will see you tomorrow, April 2nd for more morning meeting. All right. Goodbye. Bye everybody.